Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Kevin. On today's show, we're going to be talking handball and we're going to be talking venues. Um, as Kevin have a finalist in the All Ireland Junior Handball uh, 40 by 20s, Paul, I'm running out of um, the, the terminology, so jump in here very quickly. Joe Dillon is in the All Ireland final. I just seen the report in the Celt this week, uh, a, a phenomenal achievement. By the King's Curse star. Yeah, yeah, absolutely unbelievable. Like, because Joe came back to handball just to get some fitness in, some conditioning work in the offseason from, from football, and uh, just got came up, did a little bit of training, started to play well, and started to enjoy it, and then did a lot of training and has just got better and better as the thing went on. And he's actually had a really tough run in that competition. So he won four games in Ulster. Um, and he, every player he beat in Ulster was a good player. like like he beat Cahar Monroe from Tyrone in the first round, who's a really good young up and coming player, uh, brother of uh, Cormac Monroe, who's on the Tyrone senior football panel. He beat Oren Kieran in the next round from Carrick Macross, who won the All Ireland Junior B last year, which is made him the top Junior B player in the country out of hundreds of players enter that grade. Uh, then he beat Cormac McMahon, his club mate in the in the semi final, who's always been there or thereabouts. And then he, he beat Paddy McCrory from Tyrone, who's an outstanding player. Uh, beat him well in the Ulster final. So he went over to, to Salt Hill to play Peter Donahue from Inishmore last week. I was talking about Peter Donahue in the podcast before. He's a student at NUIG, family are fishermen. This lad's an absolute beast. And uh, Dylan beat him 21-20, 21-9, which is comfortable enough. And uh, I was watching it. I was on a train and I was watching it. My coverage was cutting in and out. And there was one rally at 20-all in the second in the first game. There was one rally. And I actually thought, I was putting up on the handball WhatsApp group as well. I was like, I don't my coverage. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I don't my coverage cut out, or that's the greatest rally I've ever seen. And uh, when I watched it back on the live stream, it was a 53 shot rally. So to put that in context, anything over a dozen 15 shots is regarded as, as a lengthy enough rally. Anything over 30 shots would be like, you know, people would be like, people would be getting out of their seats at this stage. If it goes over 30 shots, it'd be like, Jesus, this is some rally. A 53-shot rally in the game of singles. I've never seen anything like it. Both lads diving around the place, um, retrieving, picking, passing, trying to shoot the other lad to get it. They were kind of matching each other physically and it ended with Dylan. Imagine now it's a 40-foot court. Dylan from about 35 feet, he just said, ah, like this, and he just flattened it in the right corner to win the first game. And he just broke, he broke Peter. He, he mentally broke him at that point and he won it. So um, that was that was a huge one because from reading your report, he he had started well, had to come back then to get match point. And, mm, and yeah, he had. And he had opened huge, a good lead. Psychologically, that was huge. Yeah, yeah, because he had opened a big lead or a decent lead and then uh, Peter Dunahoo came back. So uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a brilliant win. And like, 
Cavan have been very successful in the handball there through the decades, um, at all grades of handball really. But in junior, Cavan have been very successful in doubles. Won mm. lots of the junior doubles is a very hard All Ireland to win, and Cavan have won that loads of times. I've won the about like six or seven times in the, in the six to be thirty court, and a couple of times in the in the four to twenty court. But we've never won the four to be twenty junior singles, so it's been going fifty odd years. In in the big alley, uh, the the All Ireland junior singles. So you've got two main codes there. Small alley and big alley, like so. That would be like what we have in St. Pat's, would say is a small alley, and then what you have in Mullahorn or Killalek or Virginia would be a big alley, six to a thirty court. Um, in the big alley, we've won that all Ireland once, and it was Victor Sherlock who won it, Cavan All Ireland winner. He won it in 1949, the year after winning an All Ireland with Cavan. So it would be nice if, a, if a, another footballer and a Kingscourt man was the second man to win a junior singles All Ireland. So he has to play Kevin Diggins, and the, the tricky thing is he has to go to play him in League Slip, which is Kevin Diggins' home court. Uh, that's this Sunday at three o'clock. It's going to be a huge crowd traveling there from Kingsford, I'd imagine. But Kevin Diggins is is an excellent player, really excellent. He's uh, kind of a late developer. Wasn't a top juvenile or anything like that, but he's got better and better as it has gone on. He's probably mid twenties now, or maybe twenty three or so. And he actually won the intervarsities All Ireland recently, the, the top grade, the open singles in that, which normally. You see senior players winning that, so he's a junior player. So he's, I would regard him as an outstanding junior player. The fact that it's in league slip is going to make it difficult for Joe. But Dylan has improved with every game as it has gone on. He's he's got the eye of the tiger, like he's a phenomenal athlete, and uh, he like he he won't shy away from winning it. He knows how to win, and that's that's I was going to say half the battle. That's nearly all the battle. That when he gets in a position, he'll go and win it. So. Um, really looking forward to it. I won't get to it because I'll be covering the, the Cavan game on Sunday but uh, there'll be a huge handball crowd down there and I'd say a lot of Kingsford footballers will go down as well so that's going to be a great occasion I don't know if he wins it I'll get to Kingsford Sunday night maybe Will it be streamed? Yeah that'll be streamed yeah it'll be more than likely streamed on the see it's it's part of a festival weekend the following weekend but Joe had to get a change because he had commitments the following weekend but uh if it had been the following weekend, you would have had all the bells and whistles there because it would, and it, it actually would have been played in Kingscourt. So unfortunate that didn't suit him. But uh, if you request a change, you've got to concede venue. So, but it will be streamed. Someone will be streaming it on the probably on the Cavan Handball Facebook or the Kingscourt Handball Facebook. So, um, yeah, you'll get a chance to watch it. But it it'll, starts it'll be, off at three o'clock. It starts at three o'clock, and it's a standalone game as well. So it'll start on time. And uh, I'm, ho- I'm hoping he does himself justice now because it's actually. I'm always bigging it up here on the podcast, but yeah. the amount of people that are talking about handball now, because yeah. because Joe Joe is very well known, like as a footballer and all that, so it's great that we have, uh, like that's that level of a footballer, the, you know, coming back to handball and showing what he can do. That big cheeky smile in in, in the Anglo Celt is 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 the best selling point for handball because he looks <laughs> yeah. like he's loving it. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, well, hopefully he'll be loving it Sunday evening there. But come here. Um, I, I, I'm thinking selfishly here. So Calvin throws in at, at two o'clock. I think it is on on Sunday. Will we get to see the end of it? How long? How long will the games last? How long will it go for? Yeah. Well, it, it depends. Like it, it, if it goes three games, for the last hundred years in handball, uh, championship was always three twenty ones. So best out of three to twenty one, and just in the last two years they've changed that because of COVID, and they've made it. Uh, 221s and a tiebreaker to 11 which I think is better to be honest but it, it, it shortens the games a wee bit so you could have said Dylan against Diggins if it was a tight game it's hard to know sometimes until you actually see them styles 
uh, match up and all the rest of it. But I'd imagine it will be a tight game. If it's a tight game, that could have been a two-hour game. But I think the fact that it's tiebreakers are to 11, not 21, it takes a bit off it. So I'd say you could be looking at an hour and a half for the game. So yeah, we might we might catch the tail end of it. I'll have it on in the press box anyway if anyone wants to stick their head around the corner. Yeah, well, we definitely, by an hour and a half, or half three, quarter to four, the, the football will be over. So we can we can all jump in and watch it then on the stream. So looking forward to that. Best of luck to, yeah. to, to Joe on Sunday. It'll be a phenomenal achievement. Um, if you could, if you could get over this final hurdle, um, so we'll all be behind you, Joe, and uh, hopefully the smile keeps coming. We'll we'll see it on the front page of definitely on the front page of Sport next week. If, we <laughs> yeah. if not, yeah. you'll be making the case for the front page of the Anglo Sun. <laughs> well, look, we have to put it in perspective. It is junior, and in Cavan, like we have won, uh, Paul Brady won ten. 10 or 11 senior singles and Paul and Michael won 11 senior doubles so we got spoiled we yeah. definitely got spoiled but this it's still a big deal it's still a really big deal to be in a junior because uh, there's just such depth of numbers playing in these competitions like like it's in most county in, in Ulster anyone can enter the province that's the way we do it in Ulster you can um, if you're eligible for the grade you can enter in the province so a lot of fellas won't but the better the fellas will so there was 22 or 3 entered the junior singles in Ulster so he was the pick out of the 22 or 3 and I can tell you that that was a very strong field in Ulster um, but in, in other in other very strong counties like Wexford and Kilkenny and places like that you have to win your county championship Tipperary as well and Galway you have to win your county championship before you enter the province so like realistically there would have been a few hundred players more than likely in this competition from the start so he's down to the last two so it'd be nice to make it to the last one would be would be absolutely brilliant um, just to bring our listeners attention to the ladies podcast over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan where Aideen Kyle brought us all the news from the Cavan ladies victory over Tyrone at the weekend also the Camogues had a victory over Ross Common in the league as well and Loretto College made the All-Ireland uh, final with a comprehensive victory over Navin, Loretto College Navin in the under 16A. So lots to talk about over there on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead, and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business. Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Let's talk about the big story that seems to be uh, brewing, and it's brewing early. We heard of Newbridge or nowhere. Um, Corrigan Park or nowhere seems to be what, what Antrim are going for here, Paul. Um, and Ulster Council have agreed, I think all bar two counties agreed that, that this should be changed away from Corrigan Park. But uh, Antrim don't seem like they're going to go in that easy. Yeah, so this story broke in the last day or two, Damon. Um, basically, Cavan were drawn to play Antrim away in uh, in Belfast on the 23rd of April in the Ulster Championship quarterfinal. Obviously, Caseman Park is a field now. 
So Antrim have been playing their games at Corrigan Park, which I think is the home of the St. John's Club. Uh, so that game would have been played in Corrigan Park. But at an Ulster Council meeting a couple of days ago, uh, Cavan objected to this, or they, they brought a motion, I think, that, that the game would be moved away from Corrigan Park, and it was passed. Um, this is my understanding of it. Now, I haven't been talking to anyone at Cavan County Board yet. So I'll read you the story that was on, it's a short piece on the BBC website by Thomas Niblock. He says, Cavan have indicated that they want their Ulster Senior Championship quarterfinal against Antrim on, on 23rd of April switched from Corrigan Park because of concerns over the capacity of the ground. The 2020 Ulster Champions oh, proposed a motion that the game be moved to another venue at a meeting of the Ulster Council on Wednesday night. Only Antrim, Derry and Tyrone voted against the motion. The Saffrons have not played a home championship game since 2013. This is because of the ongoing delay over the pro- proposed redevelopment of Caseman Park. Antrim received a home draw for the Ulster Championship opener when the draw was made and Corrigan Park has a capacity of 3,700, including 600 seats. The stadium received a £1 million facelift last year and now possesses a cover stand and an upgraded terrace area. Waterford and Dublin hurlers have played at Corrigan Park this season in the Allianz League, while Longford will visit the West Belfast venue for a football league matchup on Saturday. So, if you look on Twitter, it has... It has not been received well, and that's putting it kindly. Cavan are absolutely getting blasted from all quarters on Twitter. Now, look, you can't read into anything that you see on Twitter, but it, it, it is a good way of taking the temperature. So what I said to you off air was, I'm not even going to discuss this with you because I wanted to hear your thoughts on it because I have my own thoughts on it. So I don't know what you think of it. If I was in answer, I'd be doing exactly what's been done. Um, I think they're right to fight it. But at the end of the day, Three and a half thousand for an Ulster Championship game, like you know, there there would be ten thousand you'd imagine at that game, and um, you know it. I, I, and that's what players want. They want to play in front of big crowds. They want to play in front of as many as they can. And and how then do you divvy up the allocation of the three and a half thousand? Um, you know, everybody if they move that to the athletic grounds, everybody who wants to see that game gets in to see that game. In Corrigan Park, how are you going to divide up the allocation? I think that becomes a huge problem. Um, like Ulster Council will have to, they'll have to at least go 50 50, wouldn't you? You'd imagine. But this actually, it, 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 this goes back for me a little bit further. Like, whose fault is it the case for Park is where it is? And that's probably the crux of it for me is that why and when. Uh, or, or when Casper Park was closed that oh yeah it's going to be redeveloped and let go into disrepair when that decision was made by whoever made it that's the that's the crux of this problem and if that decision was made by Antrim then for me this this should be brought to a neutral venue because that was the wrong decision and and the consequences are you don't have a, a stadium that's capable of holding if the decision was made by somebody else, I don't understand how Antrim would allow it when, when Caseman Park is in Antrim ground. So I, I, I do think that part of this is is on Antrim. No, I, I disagree. I, I don't think Antrim had any real say in that. The, the redevelopment of Caseman Park was being led by Ulster Council and there was a committee in place there. And I don't know the ins and outs of that, but there was a massive, massive boo-boo made there. I think Antrim went into that with, with the best of intentions and probably took what they were told at face value. Um, my opinion of it is that Kavanaugh are wrong here. Like, I know you said there that game's going to get 10,000. 
not in a month of Sundays, does Gavin and Antrim in Ulster quarterfinal in case of Park get 10,000. And I actually checked, my immediate thought was that game gets six or 7,000. And I, I checked up the last time Cavan played Antrim in the first round of Ulster in Belfast, which was 2008. Do you know what the, the attendance was? There was 7,096 people. So you can say 7,000 at the game. So I think that definitely changes the argument here. There's going to be nearly 4,000 getting into this game, 3,700. So there's, if we're saying the attendance is going to be similar to what it was back then, and I can't see why it would have rocketed. Maybe now that, that we people haven't got into games in the last couple of years, mm. we might expect a bigger attendance. Look at the cost of fuel. It's an expensive day out to go to Belfast. That's got to knock a bit off the crowd as well. I I think that it's not Antrim, it's not Antrim's fault that uh, the game has been played in Corrigan Park. The, the thing with Casement is an absolute balls. It's a complete disaster. But I don't think it's their fault. And all they can do is make the most of what they have. And they've put a million quid sterling into, into this Corrigan Park and they've turned it into a lovely little venue. And it's good enough for Dublin Horrors. It's good enough for Waterford. And in I, the I league. saw them in the league. In, uh, yeah, in the, in the league. But I have seen the point made that, uh, and it, it hosted a, a championship match against Kildare as well last year, qualifier. So I have seen the point made, like who do Cavan think they are? And personally speaking, uh, I'm not going to go that far, but I personally speaking, I think Cavan are, are wrong here. I, I, I think, look, yeah, more people can get in to see the game, but it's one game. I mean, we won the Ulster Championship with nobody getting in. The world didn't stop. Sky didn't fall in. I think in the spirit of of, of uh, the GA, we would say, look, yeah, Antrim, it's not ideal, but it's one match and you got a home game. The spirit and of the GA. The spirit of the GA is that you don't just look to see what... The biggest, the biggest crowd you can get into a place, or the biggest, the most money you can get in the gate, or whatever it is. Is 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 the spirit of the GA not that people can get the opportunity to go and support their county? Is that not part of the spirit of the GA that, that well, we, it, we, it, we it, the opportunity it, it, to see and follow our team? It is, but it, it, it's also not that you put the boot into the, into a guy who's who's at a low ebb. And Antrim are stuck in that situation. Like we saw a situation in in Longford where the stand was faulty in Pierce Park and it had to be closed. God forbid if anything like that happened in Breffney. Breffney was out of bounds for some reason. Or the pitch w- was blown up or something. Like If, Bre- if we couldn't use Breffney, you- you'd like to think that, that we wouldn't be absolutely nailed to the cross by, by other counties in Ulster. So I-, I don't think it's, from a PR point of view, I think it's very bad for Cavan. I think that's that's uh, unmistakable. I've even seen a lot of Cavan people on Twitter saying, Jesus, uh, what are we at here? So I, I was talking to-, to a journalist earlier and he told me that Antrim were blindsided by this. They didn't know it was coming. And that Cavan kind of had the ducks in a row. And I, I, I didn't buy Cavan. that. This this was flagged long, long time ago that Antrim won't have a venue capable of hosting this game. Like uh, when the draw was made, it was flagged. Surely, if 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 we were thinking about it in Cavan, I'd be very surprised that Antrim weren't thinking about it. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fair, yeah. I suppose so, yeah. But that's what I was told, that Antrim, Antrim said that they were blindsided by it and they only found out a half an hour before the meeting that there was going to be a vote on it and that, that Cavan had, had their ducks in a row. Look, I'm not slating Cavan County Board or anyone else here. They, they have to do what they feel is right. But I don't think that's the right thing. I think it's the wrong thing to do, personally. I think it's one match. And, like, you know, I've also seen it being said, and someone said to me earlier, ah, oh, look, typical the weaker counties getting walked on. We're in division four. Like yep. we've, we, we are we've, a weaker county. We, we are a weaker county. We're not going to be in the, we're yeah. going to be in the second tier unless we get to the Ulster final. 
so we need to to understand that as well. Like, and there are there are fellow travelers here in in Division Four, like or in the lower divisions. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm disappointed that, with it. In, in in terms of league standing, we are a weaker county going into that game. In terms of most. Most standings, people would say, right, well, Cavalier Division 4, Antrim Division 3 on top of it, or, or second in it, whatever position they are. This this isn't a, a case of a big old calf and bully and Antrim. Like it's it's not even close to that. And it is being it is being lauded as if that, you know, big old yeah. calf and are trying to bully their situation. We're not we're not that that I I I don't like the way that that's been portrayed. And there is still that part of it where and you said it on the podcast on, on, on Die Hards during the week that if Cavan lose this game, that's a disaster. That is a, it's, it's a bad, bad year for Cavan if, if, if we lose to Antrim in the first round of the championship. So we've got to do everything we can to try to, to, to level this off. Like a big thing for me is, and we spoke about this, whether the crowd affects the, the performance. What is the, what's the, if it stays in Corrigan Park, what's the divide of the tickets? Is yeah. it going to be a 50-50? Like, that is a big, big thing because it will be a sellout. There's absolutely no doubt about it. There won't be a spare ticket for that if it, if it is in Corrigan Park. So yeah. it's got to be a 50-50 allocation. Mm. Yeah, I would say I would say it would have to be a 50-50 allocation as well. I would agree with that. But I, look, it's just I, I just think that, first of all, this was obviously going to cause a massive backlash. And like we had to weigh this up at the start and say, if we bring this motion, okay, we might get the game to the athletic grounds. We might get the support of other counties in Ulster, and we have. But, like, what is that going to do for, for uh, number one, for Cavan on a PR sense? Just to win this game, we are going to look bad. And the second thing is, well, we saw Kildare, who were absolutely brutal uh, that year. Absolutely shocking. They had, I think that was the year they had lost to Carlo and they hadn't won a game in the league. They turned around and beat Mayo and um, because they had this siege mentality in the Newbridge and Over game, can I? And can the whole I, country, the whole country was rooting for them. Remember, I, they were I portrayed as the other. Can I interject well, though? What, yeah. what was Mayo's stance in that whole saga? Mayo were happy to play. They were. They were happy to exactly. play. Exactly. They yeah. said they played Newbridge. They they came out yeah. as the stars. If yeah, yeah, we played Newbridge. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter who. It, it, it's it the led, siege mentality. It led, it led to an arrogance. It led to a so Cavan are definitely stating here. By doing this, we're, we're taking Antrim serious. We're not we're not going to just hand away some opportunity that may be there for us to get them out of their home venue. And 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 I think that that's actually a respectful thing towards Antrim. There may have been a time in the past when Calvin would go, "I look, we'll play as wherever you want. It doesn't matter. We're going to beat you." Calvin aren't saying that. This is more about respect that Antrim have gained by getting themselves to the top end of the Division Three. That Calvin aren't going to just walk, be walked over or, or, or miss an opportunity where they can try to level the playing field here. So I, I personally think that this is more of a, a respect for Antrim than it is a, a big bully and trying to take them out of their home ground. I, I, yeah, I, I can completely understand that. My personal opinion is that uh, we can dress it up any way we want to, but Antrim got a home draw. And if the boot was on the other foot, Damien, what would we be saying? Ah, yeah. Ah, no, Jesus, no. If the boot was in the other foot, we'd be saying, we're happy to give up our home draw. We've, we were going to get a championship game at Kingsford and we just put a million quid into it to get up to scratch. And uh, then we said, ah, no, no, let's go and play this game in Armagh or Brewster Park. We'd be kicking up. We'd be going mad. And we'd be saying, 
you know what we'd be saying? We'd be saying, oh, this is a northern click and the Ulster Council that are going against us here. I, I can imagine the conversation now and I can understand what, why Antrim are pissed off about it. But Paul, we never, ever try to disguise the fact that we're completely biased towards Cavan. And that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the reality of the situation here. Well, 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 I never tried to disguise it. You're disguising it pretty well here. I yeah, I, I disguise it slightly. The, <laughs> there was a situation a few years ago, if you remember, it must be about 2014 or so, in around then, where Tyrone tried to get Donegal out of McCool Park for a championship game, citing that they wouldn't have the, the capacity. And uh, it didn't it didn't come to anything. But the best part of that was Tyrone actually ended up sending back some of their allocation of tickets. So they couldn't even fill the seats that had been allotted in McCool Park. And they ended up looking stupid back then. So, and who won it? Look, I, Donegal I can't Did Donegal win that game? Yeah, well, sure. They very rarely don't win in, in McCool Park. But... Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, look, I, I think it was Jimmy. Was it Jimmy Guinness's last year? Twenty fourteen, wasn't it? I think it was twenty fourteen. Yeah. Well, Jimmy Guinness always beat beat uh, Tyrone in the championship. I don't think he lost to the Tyrone in the championship while he was there. So, um, okay. yeah, that's that. That's an interesting one too. You see, Cavan. See, Cavan, I, we Cavan have to start a fight here. They've started a fight. Have they got the knockout blow? That's the one. Like, can they? Can they deliver? And the, the only the only thing that matters. Where this game is played is actually irrelevant. The only thing that matters about this game is the result. And now Cavan have thrown the first punch. Can they can they follow through now and 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 win the fight? Yeah, look, ho- hopefully, but it's Antrim have definitely improved. There's no doubt about that. I think they're they're definitely getting their, their act together and they're gonna be a better team than Cavan played in the championship in 2020. And they weren't bad that day. They actually yeah. you know they weren't bad, they weren't bad at all that day, but I just, I just, don't, I just personally don't like it. I, I think that I would, I'd be inclined to say it's not their fault, and we're kind of punishing. But the other way of looking at it is, Cavan people have sacrificed a lot for the for the stadium that we have. Like there's a levy on clubs, so every club has to has to raise so many thousands of euro, and that levy is there every year for Brefley Park. I'm not sure exactly what the levy is, um, but it's significant enough for a club to go and have to raise it. And that goes into Bradford Park every year. And, you know, there's been more and more money going into that place as the years have gone on and different developments and different things have done. So we know Cavan have a home very much to be proud of, which the, the people of Cavan GA have paid for, essentially, or paid for most of it. So um, that's the other side of the coin. It's kind of like, well, you know, if we can have this, why don't you have something like this? But I, I do feel that the rug was pulled from under us from with, with the whole case in Park thing. And that, you know, if they've managed to, give it a facelift, put a million quid into Corrigan Park. Probably should get a game in it, but look, it's just my opinion. I'm not personally criticising Kevin for it. It's just my opinion. I know you are. You're def- you definitely are. <laughs> about it. In fact, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm quite disgusted by your approach to this. <laughs> you know what, You know what, David? The Kevin support is not near what it was. And that is that is a, a fact. There's an awful lot of glory hunters in the Kevin support. But, Probably Cavan supporters won't like me saying that, but if we're honest about ourselves, you look back through it, there was a time when Cavan were the best supported team in the country, or very close to it, and we're not anymore. Um, we're just not. And we see crowds are really nothing out of the ordinary anymore. There was a time when Cavan used to bring crazy crowds to to fairly humdrum fixtures, but there's been, a, there's been many occasions in the last... 10, 12 years where that hasn't been the case where Cavan will turn up like an army for a big game uh, but you ask them to, to to travel to you know 
off Broadway and you, oh, you'll see the usual face there and that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. It's true. I, I have to agree with you. We're, we're probably not as, uh, as stern a support as we used to be at one point. Like there was, there was armies of cars filled with 10 people in them in a five-seater car that used yeah. to travel the width and the, the length of the country just to get um just to get to see Cav and play even in league games, mechanic cup games, there were so many of them. But we'll definitely see how that goes um over the coming weeks. It, it, it's definitely not the end of the story, I'm sure of that. But when you talk about Cavan supporters and you Cavan supporters are we got a really interesting email um in from a listener to our podcast there, David Hall got in contact and he had sent in a talking point um, which we discussed on the diehard service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. And uh, he, he went on just to explain the talking points. So basically his terminology wasn't uh, wasn't what we w- would normally have expected, but he gave a little bit of background. He said, as you probably know, I'm a relatively new listener. I also, also unfortunately, a very late starter to the GEA, but late as I am, I have quickly become a massive fan of both Cavan GEA and also the podcast. So there is currently a learning curve being tackled head on, uh, pardon the pun. And as for the terminology I use when describing uh, those talking points, you'll hear, you'll have to bear with me um, on this one. The terminology is going to need some time. Laugh out loud, fair play to you, David. Finding the podcasts and hitting gold. So he goes on to explain, um, as I started growing an interest in Calvin GEA, I went searching for podcasts on it. I had a quick search on Google and couldn't find anything. We're going to have to rectify that one, so yeah. Um, then I had a quick search on Spotify and found um, We Are Calvin. Little did I know I had hit gold. I can't remember which episode I started at, but it was a Calvin game I was at. Sorry, I was interested in more so initially i scrolled back to some of the older episodes um, and off i went the first thing that hit me was the intro not just a place but a people i loved it i listened to them every chance i listened to them every chance i get while driving to work or going somewhere with my family the woman and the kids are well sick of me i had listened up i had listened up to date and ran out of episodes so i started listening back to even older episodes um while I was listening to one episode, Damien mentioned that he had interviewed Mickey Graham over on the Die Hearts podcast, and I just had to hear that. So I signed up. Well, between the We Are Calvin podcast and the Die Hard podcast, I was hooked. After I had listened to all of the recent episodes on the Die Hearts podcast, and as mad as it sounds, I started listening to all the old episodes. Started at the very start, number effing one if you don't mind i wanted to learn as much as i could about the players i wanted to learn as much as i could about the calvin team and how it got to where it was today sure the podcast is just like one big history book on the subject um i'm still listening to the old episodes in between the new ones currently episode 114 jesus i got some laugh at episode 111 paul the trouble you ran into trying to get a tweed hat to fit. <laughs> I'm still laughing when I'm thinking about the massive head box. Conclusion. <laughs> Brilliant email here. So, uh, conclusion. Anyway, just to finish up, I probably could have split the email up into two separate emails, but one, but one 
part kind of led into the other. And uh, so it was all connected. Um, I have been meaning to email you guys just to say how much I really enjoy the conversations. The crack between you, the hosts, the guests and all the listeners is just great. We have some right funny efforts in Calvin. Then the Calvin Live series on top of that, um, you couldn't get any better. But the knowledge you two guys have on Calvin GEA club and county is unbelievable. The amount of information and stats you on you have on the individual players, clubs and teams is crazy. Not just on the Calvin ones. Um, I just love it. So thanks a million for all of the hard work you guys put in. Uh, it's just top class stuff. Um, we may be in Division 4, but for a newbie fan, it's been the best year I've had so far, and I love it. Imagine a Division 4 team bringing home Sam. Now, that would be a crazy stuff. Really looking forward to the year ahead and being a small part of it. Cheers, guys. David Hall. Um, absolutely brilliant, brilliant email there. That, that just, do you know what, it motivates you to keep on going with, with, with podcasts and stuff. But thanks a million, David, for getting in contact. Delighted you're enjoying it. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, David. That's that's brilliant. But I'd love to reach out to him and say, David, stop now. It's going to bring you nothing but anguish and heartbreak, <laughs> and you'll you'll put the next thirty years of your life into this for one good day or something like that. So, uh, yeah, th- thanks a million. Well, do you know what? Is it joy wouldn't feel so, or uh, sunshine isn't so good if it wasn't for rain and. Joy wouldn't be so good if it wasn't for pain. And we definitely get the, the highs of the joy and the, and the lows of the pain by following Calvin. Yeah. So. Rain, I mean, in every other country, tropical country, the wet season stops eventually. <laughs> we got, our, we've had a wet season for about 50 years with a couple of little uh, breaks of sunshine in between. But anyway, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully um, we'll be in Croker in a couple of weeks' time. and everything Exactly, exactly. So, folks, that's all we've time for on the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Just to bring your attention, this week's Calvin Lives is the, the funny man from Gowna, Kevin McGahern, chatting with Mark Farley. Um, and there's a lot of Gowna people who are going to be annoyed at me giving Kevin that title. There's a few Gowna people who think they're funny, but they're, they're clearly not. It's just Kevin is the only funny man that's ever come out of Gowna. So. Uh, but, yeah, really, really good. Good entertaining interview there with, with Kevin McGarren over on our Calvin Live service on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. We also start a new feature, which is Club Talk, Pub Talk, where we give you the barstool analysis of the GA clubs around Calvin. And week one, we went to Arva, um, uh, popped out of Brady's after Paul picking up a new car. And, and, and then we went for a pint just to discuss all that goes on in Arva. So you can get that over on the Die Hard service as well. We have the Tipperary. Um, preview Shane Stapleton of ourgame.ie joined us to look ahead to that game we also as I said earlier on have the ladies podcast with Aideen Coyle so loads of content over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin best of luck again to Joe Dillon and uh, best of luck to Calvin County Board in the big fight that they've taken on with Antrim we'll see how that one pans out <laughs> yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over it was hard, fast football after that. You're in Calvin, Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Calvin! 
Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah. <laughs>